welcome to Ladies Kicking Assets. Um, we have got another incredible guest, and we are so excited that she is here with us today. Uh, we are not financial advisors. All of the information we're putting out is for educational purposes only. And Robin, I'm going to let you kind of give a little bit of an introduction. I'm so excited that she's here with us. Yes, we have the amazing Marvina Peters. She has had a background in um, real estate, criminal justice, development, and she's just got um, real estate in her genes. And I'm excited for her to tell you where those beginnings occurred and a little bit about her business. And we will go from there. So Marvina, thank you for joining us today. Really thank appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me. This is an honor to sit with you today. Yes, thank um, you. So tell us, tell us about your, your, you know, your beginning really with your life, your business and sort of yeah, how, how did you get involved in real estate? Because you've done a little bit of everything. You've, you've bought real estate, you're developing real estate, you've got so much going on. So how, how did you even, even get launched into that? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> Let's start there. Um, it started as a child. Both of my parents were real estate agents. Now today they're brokers, have been brokers for 30 years, 30, 31 years. And um, my mom and dad both forced me into real estate. It was a family business. And as a child, I believe I started at 13 or 14 years old. And uh, they would print out flyers and have, I was, I'm the oldest of four. Uh, my brother and I are the oldest and have my brother and I door knock and passing out flyers. Mm -hmm. So I think somewhere subconsciously, because I was um, forced to do that. Yeah. Well, so did you want to, or you're like, oh, I, I don't want to do that. No, no, no. no, I did not want to spend my Saturdays <laughs> knocking on doors as a teenager at all. Yeah, because um, we don't want to be what our parents are when we're younger. No, no, <laughs> 13, 14, uh, no, mm -mm, not at all. So I, um, I think there was a bit of uh, resistance. There was a lot of resistance actually yeah. on that career choice. And so by the time I got to, um, when you start, I think it was high school, like 12th grade or so, you getting ready for college and you have to decide what do you want to do with your life? You know, mm -hmm. before you go to college, what do you want to major in and all other good stuff. Yeah. So I, do you want I, to do? I'll just major in business management because I don't, I wasn't clear on what direction my life was going to take me, but I was always taught that, oh, the umbrella of, of management really does cover all facets, wherever direction you go. Yeah, well, I think that is needed in pretty much everything. So that was probably exactly. a good place to start. Exactly. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I'll go on to college and do that. Um, what happened by the time I turned 21, I think both of my parents saw the disgust that I had in real estate. But what I didn't realize is they were building an empire and they're were, they were, they were seeking what today we call generational wealth. I don't know that that word existed, at least not in, in my household or my community back then. Um, but now knowing now, they were laying the foundation for lifelong generational wealth. And I, I don't know that. I'm just, I don't want to have anything to do with real estate. So They've actually actually forced me or they they had me, not forced me, purchase a home at 21, 22, purchase my first property and um, 
to give me the tools to learn how to manage a house. And well, I think what they were thinking was, well, if she has her own home and she's not renting, then she's acquiring equity. And then, you know, the lights will go off and then it'll sink in. And then, but guess what? I never even moved into that house. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was, I was sheltered. I'll, I'll just say that I was sheltered. I didn't want to leave home. Um, and I said, well, I already have this property. We might as well rent it out. <laughs> we'll mm-hmm. just rent it out. And so, you know, my parents, I did helped me with that entire process because I didn't know anything. I Ooh. thought I wanted to leave home. I thought, but when it was time and I had the keys, I was like, <laughs> I'm staying. It's too good here. It's too good. <laughs> and these guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I want to cook? Why would I want to? Why would I? I don't mow a lawn. Are you kidding? Uh-uh. I, I don't know. No, no, no. So um, I, I just, I knew that I, I, I felt like, or I knew that um, I could not take on that responsibility at such a young age. But when I did get a tenant and started seeking the rents, and then my parents was helping me, you know, even at that age, um, what, by that time I knew how to manage my own checkbook, but I, I see the funds that I'm getting and then I'm sending off the, the bill money or the, the mortgages at that time. And um, the utilities, I think I did pay utilities um, at that time. Then I remember, wow, I have this nice chunk of change left. Oh, this is pretty cool. <laughs> and I, I think that's where like the fire began to burn for me when it came to acquiring multiple properties and then just renting them out. Um, later in life, I realized it's really not that easy. But it, it seemed easy at 21 because, you know, you, you're, you're living your life. You got everything going on. You was partying or whatever I was doing. As long as I saw $200 left, that was a, that was a plus. <laughs> that was a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where um, the, the, the fire and the passion kind of became for, for me and the interest, so to speak to start to yearn passive income and the desire to want to learn more about passive income when I regret in hindsight, 13, 14, 15, 16, all of those years that I avoided it, you know? Well, you know, God's timing is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. You know, put it on you. And I love it. Forced investing. Your parents forced you into investing yeah. to help you realize and figure yeah. that out. But you know what? It yeah. happened when it did. I wish I had been forced into doing that kind of stuff when I was 21. I didn't figure it out until much later in life. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I, I actually, I hated it. Even uh, <laughs> I did. I'm going to be honest. I did. I like the money, <laughs> but um uh, probably I, I didn't really start liking, um, in, and I just liked the money at 21. I, if I'm gonna be honest, yeah, I probably, and not until I started to really understand the management part of like managing the house, the property. Then I start, yeah. And that might've been 28, 27, 28, mm-hmm. where it wasn't just, I was managing it, not realizing that's what I was doing. You know, when you collect your rents and you're paying off something as simple as your mortgage and you're still managing on a small scale, Yes, you are. but understanding, you know, the metrics and what that means, and then knowing how to read numbers and then how to grow those gains is where I started having fun. And that probably didn't happen until around 28. Well, that's the financial education. Right, right there. That's right. the financial education that Courtney and I have talked about 
on so many occasions that, you know, that we, you do not receive that even now in school. Oh, they don't teach you know? that. No, 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 not at no. any level. Yep. And so the fact that you were able to really latch onto that, even at 28, 29, 30, mm-hmm. is still incredible because that's such a young age, you know, just to, to have that under your belt and really get it. And you really got it, you know, yes. and you understood the power of that and how to how to use that. So were you acquiring more properties throughout that time from like your 21 to 28, 29, or were you just managing the one still? No, um, I, it was just managing the one still at 23, I got pregnant and my life deviated a bit. And my priorities also deviated a bit, a bit because I had my first child. And, um, I think, you know, in hindsight, I think looking back, that's probably what, why the spark and um, the financial freedom aspect, so to speak, was so important to me because now I'm not only living for myself, but I'm living for my daughter as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had kids at such a young age and it definitely lights a different kind of fire under you. You know, when you have so much more responsibility other than just yourself, it just, it makes you look at things differently. It gives you a, a different kind of motivation, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, okay. So yeah. So where did that take you to? I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, that's perfect. I was just about to lead way into that. Um, then I, I had, uh, back into college. So I had to drop out for probably a year and a half year or so before I went back and finished, but I had, um, I decided that I wanted to go into law enforcement. I knew at an early age that I'm a servant and I just didn't know how to use those tools or gifts that God gave me to serve. Mm-hmm. But I, um, I went to the police academy at 25, I think, 26 maybe, which is kind of late. Um, <clears throat> but I was determined to, to serve my community. So um, in my tenure at the police department here in LA, I uh, was one of the few female patrol officers that we had at the station and, or we called them beat, beat officers or beat cops as well that we had at the station. And so I would always get the domestic violence radio calls because you need a female to do the interview of a domestic violence victim. And that's scary too, because you don't ever know what you're walking into. You don't. And let me, let me correct myself. You don't need a female. But most of the time, a female is requested. Nine out of 10 times, a female is requested. So I would always get those calls. And you don't know what you're walking into. As, as. So I, um, I grew some thick skin, needless to say, ladies. Mm-hmm. And in growing some thick skin, I kind of became somewhat of a, an advocate, if you will, for survivors of domestic violence. And um, Fast forward, I got into a fight, broke my arm, life experience, and decided uh, to transition out of law enforcement. Um, During the perfect time, it was 2006, 2007, housing crisis. Yes. I'll never forget it. Like, what was I thinking? (laughs) I'll never forget. I was thinking like, oh, you know what? I'm raised in real estate. I still own properties that I'm renting out because I'm still getting passive income. 
And I'll just partner, I'll just work at my mom's office by now, you know, mm -hmm. um, it, we end up partnering and that's where um, we rebranded the business and offered additional services outside of just real estate brokerages and sales yeah. um, because I came with um, my whole passion to, to kind of, I, I saw a need that needed to be met and I bridged the gap between, well, taking it back, I'm jumping ahead, ladies. So what, what happened is because I yearned a passion for victims of domestic violence and survivors in that space, mm -hmm. I was able to, which I still do today, is bridge a gap in the housing market with housing victims of domestic violence as a safe home through government agencies. So I use the tools um, through the government agencies and that I've learned and uh, resources that I, I acquired over the years and sometime, somehow was able to, to really be resourceful in various uh, LA communities because there is, this is a market that, uh, that has been tapped into, but just at the surface just at the service. I mean, it's, um, I just love that you were able to, to see that, you know, take that knowledge, take what you've learned, you know, figure out and go, okay, Hey, you know, I know how to do this real estate stuff over here. There's such, there's such a huge need for, you know, these domestic violence victims, you know, bridge that gap and then not only figure that out, but take the action to go out and make that kind of stuff. It gives me, I have chills right now. It yeah. just, you know, there's such a need for stuff like that. And, um, it's gonna, I'm gonna, I have, I'm gonna have to let Robin talk. It's gonna make my eyes water. You know, um, I've gone through all kinds of stuff in my life too. So it just, um, to know that there's people like you out there doing such incredible things for the people that need help. Cause a lot of times they don't have anybody to turn to and they don't know what to do. And, um, I just, I love that you are out providing, you know, these alternatives and these answers, you know, for the people that need it. Um, that's mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes. Well, I think to, you know, kind of piggybacking on that, I, I believe when we know our mission and okay. we step mm -hmm. into that, yes, we step into that unknown space and though it's scary and we understand and, and, and know that we have a voice and we have a mission and we have a, a, a vision for what that mission is. Mm -hmm. When you do that, and you do it in the way that you've mentioned, Marvina, you know, one of the first things you said is that you've known that you are always a servant. Mm -hmm. You know, when you do that with a servant's heart, you are, you are reaching and touching so many hearts and lives in so many ways. Um, and so, you know, I can only say that I just commend you for, for listening to that quiet voice and doing something with it because it's been powerful and it it is still a part of your business focus today although you're very diversified in a lot of different areas yes that's a that's a line of business that's near and dear to your heart and you know just think about how that's like Courtney said how that's given people who may not have a resource someplace to turn in your market I think it's incredible I really so I, I know you do like development. So are you actually developing, um, you know, residential real estate um, for people? Are you going ahead? What does that look like? Thank you for asking. I do development um, single families, one through four units. 
Okay. Okay. And, and yes, the purpose, the sole purpose would be to, to seek out, which doesn't always happen, sure. but um, we renovate or develop distressed homes for the sake of housing victims of domestic violence or um, affordable housing. So that could be section eight, that mm -hmm. could be um, various different programs that, that are not necessarily just um, state related, but specific to your county or your city mm -hmm. uh, here in LA, LA County. And, um, but it, it falls under the HUD umbrella and there's mm -hmm. various different stipends that could be used under the HUD umbrella. So they are rental. We do offer property management services. And that is the department that I head up at our company, uh, Teresa Peters mm -hmm. Executive Realtors. So it's not just traditional property management. Yeah. Um, I, the, the diversification comes from, <clears throat> I'm, I'm telling you, uh, 2008 really created a beast because from six, when it was, when you had to fight or flight, I was out there fighting realistically. Well, I mean, that, <clears throat> that hurt a lot of people in that time. I mean, we know people absolutely. that lost everything they had. It was a, oh, a yeah, rough, all rough over in real estate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think one of the, maybe a selfish reason I'll, I'll just be transparent is by this time, yeah, I, I'm grown. So this is 2009 is when my mom and I actually mm -hmm. partnered. But when I knew that um, I was retiring from the police department and I still have kids, two daughters to raise, I knew this had to work. It was too late to and go back. It's kind of scary too. Like, okay, I've got to make a change. And, and I'm not and then I'm not even realizing, you know, boom, the housing crash, the housing market crash, and the whole economy is starting to shut down. And I was determined that the, the legacy that my mom and dad built and that my mom actually really took the baton on, mm -hmm. I didn't want to see that crumble either mm -hmm. when real estate companies and agents really were not working. Yeah. There was vacancies everywhere. And I said, wait a minute. There's so many people that I know that literally is in my, my well, not my personal phone, but my work phone at the time um, of, of victims and yes. that I could call right now. And <laughs> all of these vacant houses, it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, and, so, and so that's how, that's part of the diversification. Yeah. Well, and that probably presented an opportunity for you to go in and start acquiring this real estate so that you could do, That's because had it been at a time when real estate, you know, is at all time highs right now would have made it so much harder, but because there was so much opportunity, it was so you devastating. Saw the need. So you saw the need, like you had but lived it created the need. This opportunity to go in and acquire that mm -hmm. real estate and do what you wanted. Mm -hmm. Indeed. That was the best time to acquire property. And yes, I did take advantage of that market. It did. Wow. I love that. That's, That's incredible. What I, yeah. So I try to tell everybody whenever, I'm sorry. I just was going to say, whenever you have those, those things, these markets crash, it creates these, these opportunities to go yes. out, you know, no matter what that looks like, it creates opportunity for others, which is what's so great about, you know, situations like that. Right. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about your, um, your girls, um, yeah. a little bit. I know that you're, um, running in a lot of different lanes, Marvina. I mean, I marvel at you when we had a conversation um, several weeks back and it was like, oh my gosh, who is this woman? And how are you doing all of this? Um, you have um, 
you're working on um, managing a brand. And um, do you do you mind kind of speaking to that for a few minutes, how you fit that in and your and why? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't mind. Thank you. And thank you for asking. Yeah. And, and I'm actually uh, managing two brands because um, the legacy that my mom, the foundation that she, she built for me and for her grandkids, my yes. kids as well, um, that is still a brand. So I, I kind of, it's kind of what I know, yeah. you know? Um, so when my daughter graduated two years ago from college, she, she came Look how you smile. Do you see that? I just she came with the bad news. So I'm smiling because she doesn't <laughs> want to be in real estate. <laughs> and oh, I well, I get that because totally I've got three you. adult kids. I understand. <laughs> but yet they're they're crossing over. They're crossing over. Yes. So. yes. And I can oh. laugh about it now because yeah. there was a time where I was like, oh no, you want to be yeah. a you want to be a rapper? You want to be a singer? <laughs> No, you don't. You want to build rockets. Yeah. <laughs> I put you to college, and um, my daughter has an engineering degree. Yeah. I did not put you to college to be a rapper. What are we talking about right now? So um, there was a, a time where I had to take a step back, breathe, realize this is her life. It's not mine. Remember when I was her age. And, oh, it's hard. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's so, so hard. It is. And, and she does. And so the industry that she stepped into and that she's in right now is uh, the music industry. Mm-hmm. And she's, she is successful. Um, she's gained um, a lot of notoriety. And um, I checked her out. She's so talented. I did so too. Talented. And gorgeous. Thank okay. you. You know, it's easy for me to say because that's my child. And she sounds good, you know? I'm so, thank you so much. It's easy for me to say because that's my child. And then you get in this space where it's like, okay, am I just liking this because you created it or do I really like it? And, you know, then sometimes I'll listen to, you know, the radio version because I'm like, okay, maybe that's too. So I had to realize it's her life. It's she's young enough. This is the time that she needed to capitalize on, uh, her brand, her career choice. And let me be supportive to her and see where that goes. So Mm -hmm. she has a marketing team and I'm just one person on that team. So to bring it back to the question that you asked was, how do you do this? I really don't just do it. She, it's four of us that's on her team. Well, three, excuse me, three of us that's on her team, actively on her team. Mm -hmm. I'm one of three people that all family members that are looking to see her grow and that want to support her and that are um, investing in, guess what, a brand because she's yeah. building an empire. Yes. So I want to be a part of that. I, I want to teach her. I don't want her to learn. First of all, you know what? Um, Issa Rae said it best. The music industry is probably the worst industry to get in. So now knowing that, um, I want to teach her how to manage her money, um, financial literacy, as we talked about earlier. Um, I know she didn't learn this in school, no. uh, you know, already. Um, she, one thing she did learn was proper time management. So thank God we spent X amount of what, $40,000, a year to college, come out of college to learn how to manage your time. Yeah. That is valuable. Well, that's big right there. 
Well, I love that she has a team because I think no matter what you're in, whether it's real estate or, you know, social media or whatever you're doing, it's yeah. so important to make sure that you create a team and the yeah. right team. So that's, right. It, that's such a big deal. And she was passionate about that. And she is. And, and she listens to now, now that she's doing the art. So when we get contracts, she'll say, mom, okay, I need you to look at this contract or I need you to contact the attorney and see, you know, she's not just hurry up and signing something because she's anxious to get the next dollar or anxious to get on the next um, person's radio show or whatever. So I love that. that is honestly so mature. It takes, it takes a lot of folks, sometimes a lifetime to, to really get there because they're, they're, they're about the deal and not about the right. That's, right. That's exactly right. And so it's, it makes it easy for me to want to manage because it's, she's mature. She's responsible. She's not just signing her life away to the devil. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, really smart friend that says, sometimes you have to say no to the good so you can say yes to the great. That's, that's right. right. Yes. And all good and all money is not good money. No, that's it's right. Not. That's exactly right. Sometimes it's hard to figure that out. And it's, it's, it's something you figure out as you, as you go too. So everything is such a big learning process. Right. So mm -hmm. she's um, have merch. So it's not just her music, her merch, she has an ebook. So that's a whole empire that it is being built underneath my nose and, um, in, in building a legacy from my grandkids. Yes. Of course I want to be involved in that. Yeah. Plus I'm learning. I'm learning a lot about technology. I, I'm oh. learning a lot and I'm a student of life. It's very important not to just, for me, not to just stay in real estate because when you're a true investor, you can absolutely, and you know how to read numbers. Mm -hmm. You can invest in any industry. Um, even if you don't know anything about it, you just have to be around people that doesn't know about it. We're willing to learn yeah. about it. And then if you could read numbers, it's like, oh, that, I'm a, I could move, shift some funds over here and invest yep. in my daughter's business. If I could invest right. in anyone else's business. That's right. Well, you know what, what I've learned um, through the last two years and less is, you know, when you begin syndicating projects, mm -hmm. any business, I mean, I did not realize, call me like clueless, but I didn't realize that airplanes were syndicated movies, Broadway shows, every, just everything. Okay. It's not like some individual most of the time runs out with their own right money. And, and it took well, me like, so well, up into my fifties before I like even realized that I was like, what in the world? First of all, what's the word syndication? And I had no clue until the last two years less, you know? And so once you realize that and you do, you understand business and people and communities and transactions, it crosses all business lines, you know? It doesn't matter if it's ATMs. Yeah, and you don't have to specialize in everything. You find those people that specialize right. whatever that is and you That's team right. up with them. So you don't have to be the expert in everything. No. So you just find you the people can't. that are. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's and exhausting. That's, and that's how you all become a student of life. It's always learning. When you're learning, you're growing. Uh, I'm yes. learning from a 22, 23 year old every day. 
you and, know? It's, and they're so smart. Uh, I, I, so I have a 27 year old that does media and all of that kind of stuff. And I know I probably frustrate him to death because I take <laughs> so long to figure things out. Oh, don't worry. I do the same so thing hard. with mine. I'm like, wait, what's that? What's that password? <laughs> you just turned it. They're like, go into last He's like, oh my gosh, mom, it. just give me your passwords and I'll I take know. care of it for you. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Wow. Well, so you mentioned daughters, plural daughter's yes. girl so my youngest my youngest daughter is still in high school okay so she, she doesn't know she wants to be a gamer and uh a hey. youtube youtuber but you know that uh -huh. might be but that's where her passion is right now yeah. um, so i'm really leading her into technology because i know that's where the future is and whether she stays into gaming or whether she grows out of it um i i, I think the te the umbrella of technology as a whole, she'll kind of thrive in. Oh, well, we could just talk space. all about digital currency and the metaverse. I mean, so you know, that space is that space is here. And if that's what she's passionate about, then yeah. more there's going to be so many amazing that. opportunities in that space. Yes. That's exciting. Yes. Yeah, I'd let her run with that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think yes. Um, we 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 just learned about the metaverse th this summer or eight, April, um, May or so. So she's tapped into a little bit. She still doesn't understand it, and sure. I I don't fully understand it. But um, I do have my uh, my wallet, and uh, we we try to play around and throw some ether okay. on you and. Uh, <laughs> Okay. I have a I have an NFT that um, gave me access to a part of a digital world. And because I had that, they, we have these other spaces that we get to come in and it's weird. You get to come in as the character NFT that you own. Yeah. And anyway, it's, it's a whole other kind of thing. They do all I these like, virtual hangouts. I'd yeah. love to hear more about that. We played around in sandbox and I just couldn't get it. I was like, ah, okay, okay, we got the avatar. Now what? Now that we got the avatar, now what? <laughs> I thought about buying land in Sandbox about a year ago, but I was having a tough time swallowing, you know, $50,000 for a plot yeah. of digital land, um, but I should have bought it in hindsight. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, there's so much coming down the pipe. Well, you, um, are an incredible role model for um, your girls and their brands. You know, you your your parents were before you, and so I love how that is really being trickles on down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it awesome. It really is. It's you so know, I think that um, I think it boils down to you know uh, building a solid foundation. Mm -hmm. um, I I'm bringing the conversation back or circling it back to uh, my passion, which is to assist in cutting that red tape to survivors looking, seeking to get away from um, their abusers. You know, when you can create um, a house home that's secure and um, stress-free, we already have life stresses. So that's secure, stress-free, it gives the mother the ability to raise solid, have a solid foundation for their children. Like the children really are our future. And if you think about it like that, it makes it so much easier for me to want to, if when I can, you know, spread those tools because it really, we're, I'm building a better society and it's not it's just one person at a time. That's right. um, 
that just came to me, but that's truly what it is. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's, I'm building a better neighbor for you, you know, because uh-huh. their kids is going to grow up to adulthood. And, you know, you, you can't help what happens in the inside of the household, but you can help provide some safety, security, serenity, you know, uh, alleviate some of the stresses and kids go through stress too. Oh, they do. Um, yeah, I, I, of course. And I think, you know, us as parents don't acknowledge that as often as we should. And um, I know growing up, I was, I wasn't told, but it, it was always said that, well, you don't have any stresses. You're, you're, you're too young. You don't even know what stress is. You don't have any bills, you, you know, but no kids do have stress. And a lot of times, especially in today's society, their stress could be just as, as high, if not it's more. So competitive. It's so competitive. All the stuff and that's every, put out on social media yeah, and everything else. Constantly and, comparing themselves to this fictitious idea of a life. That's exactly right. That others are leading. And right. um you and you, we can't really can't come we cannot compete with that. Right. So right. The cell phones, the social media, all that stuff isn't going anywhere. It's accelerating through, like we said, the metaverse and all kind of other social outlets. Um, but what you can, what we can do is stay present. And another way of me staying present is, you know, managing and being on the managing board of my daughter's business, and yeah. and you know, kind of just you know, yeah, being present. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to circle back just a little bit. So in all of this, you know, housing that you're developing, because everybody should have a home that they feel safe in, you know, everybody should have that. Is that something, um, do you, do you raise money for that? Is that, do you raise capital for that? Or I don't know what your program looks like, um, but that's something near and dear to my heart. I work, um, I work with nonprofits. Okay. And when working with nonprofits, there are some funds. I do raise capital. I haven't, I haven't had the need to raise capital since 2019, 2020, actually right before the pandemic, early 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't raised capital in two years. So right now we're only housing individuals that we already have properties for. Mm-hmm. All of my homes are full, but I work with nonprofits to seek out any vacancies or have mm-hmm. a, a partnership with 13 nonprofits to mm-hmm. seek out vacancies. So they're not, I, I don't have the capacity to house everyone that I come in contact with. Sure. And so I utilize this other resources. Gotcha. To accomplish mm-hmm. that goal. Fantastic. But they're all, um, except for, except for like four, they're all single family homes. Mm-hmm. And, um, so every, so it's not a, a shared housing type situation. Right. And that's important to me because though I know there's shelters and though I know, you know, you can share, you know, four bedrooms to a room that's really, um, and in, in case of emergency, you, you gotta do what you gotta do period. Sure. Um, but my vision is that every family should have their own bedroom and bathroom. And my vision is not to disrupt the current um, living style condition, just accelerate it. Uh, sometimes that's a slower process than other. It just depends on occupancy. I wish I could develop faster, but I just can't. 
-hmm. I like to go into um, getting city contracts and um, working with the city to uh, be on their um, their housing list, mm -hmm. their affordable housing list. Um, I find that to be most beneficial, though require the most work. Sure. But I find that to be most beneficial. And um, yeah, I think I answered your question. You did, you did, and so many more. Well, you have given us just um, an amazing glimpse at your life, your roots, um, yeah. where you're taking your personal mission, vision, and your family and working on generational wealth and building empires and managing brands. I mean, wow, is that a mouthful? Yeah. So I, <laughs> well, Marvina. I don't have a specialty, I guess. <laughs> well, you are all the things. You, you are just all, all me. the things. You just <laughs> told me I do not have a specialty. <laughs> I love oh, it. You know what? Hey, and that's, and that's great. You're, you're in all of it, but we thank you so much. So can you um, share with our viewers how they can get in touch with you? If yes. they've just got questions about any and all the things that we've talked about here. Absolutely. Um, Marvina, M-A-R-V-E-I-N-A at Teresa Peters office.com. And Teresa is with no H. Awesome. So Teresa, I'll present. make sure I put that in the links yeah. underneath our video. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Sure. I wasn't sure. Oh, Great. I am so honored that you guys selected me, you ladies. Excuse me. We'll go with we'll go we'll go guys. So honored. Yeah, guys and ladies. We're answer to it all. <laughs> I am so honored that you've invited me to this podcast of ladies kicking assets. I love it. I love yes. the theory. I love the model. This <laughs> is incredible. I haven't come across um anything like this yet so well thank you yeah. well, thank yeah. you well we just um we appreciate you and your time and what you're all about and where you're going and we just ask our viewers to subscribe to our channel and you can reach us at ladieskickingassets.com join our group send us a message um and we're just grateful courtney thank you and marvina and for so our much, time marvina. here today to and um thank you Yes. So all the thank yous. We've all thanked each other. <laughs> all the thank yous. Have a great day. Bye-bye.